now listening to enter vr the podcast where we talk about all things virtual reality um i'm chris miranda your host and on today's show i have olivier jt the creator of synthesis universe maze and an all-around legend um olivier you are in my house this you are the first person uh, uh from vr that i've interviewed that is actually in my house recording the show so dude thanks all the way from france like yes it's no no to be here dude you sure. didn't have to fly this far away the dog. <laughs> um it feels less virtual yes it, it, <laughs> petting my dog as as we speak um is the reason to travel you know, yeah to, she was the reason why you to came make to make real things <laughs> <laughs> well, she's a bit stinky, so I apologize yeah. for that. I'm probably yeah uh, to her. <laughs> <laughs> so how's everything? How's so? How's everything coming along? You've been visiting uh, the U.S. for the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah. T- tell me about your journey so far. Well, I, w- I was very surprised because at the beginning I came f- uh, in s- September 9th, uh, and I was expecting to go to SVVR like September 11, and then go to Oculus Connect. Uh, but the community here is, is so active and so so hectic that when you do a meetup, you he- heard about three others. And at the, at the beginning, I wanted to go back on September 26 uh, after Oculus Connect, so stay a little bit more in Los Angeles. But then uh, I was invited to another meetup uh, via hands uh, to uh, to San Francisco, and then I discovered another meetup in Seattle. I never been to Seattle, and there were actually two meetups in Seattle, one more for investors and another one, regular one. And after people told me, oh, you know, Vancouver is like two hours driving. Oh, really? So, well, maybe I should go. <laughs> so I went just for the day and had a great lunch with uh, with Dora and a dinner with Jesse cool. uh, from VRChat. And then drove back to uh, to Seattle um, and took the plane to San Francisco. And uh, after I couldn't get enough, so from the airport of San Francisco, I I drove to the Golden Gate Bridge because, <laughs> because why not? <laughs> and then went back after to uh, to Pescadero, where where I'm in, which is like one hour away. And uh, yeah, I, I cannot have enough of uh, of everything. So. Yeah, and we can't get enough of you. Uh, before we even go further, you know, for the for the un- uninitiated who might not know you, you know what. What is Synthesis Universe? What is Maze? What are you working on? So I'm sure most of the people don't know me except the people in the, co- the great community that is here. But uh, so Synthesis Universe began uh, around three years ago. Uh, I wanted to create um, a story that I had in mind. Uh, it, it evolved a little bit. So I've been working on that story for like three years. Uh, and then uh, during uh, August 2012, there was the Kickstarter of Oculus, 
and uh, so because I really wanted to have people uh, within my universe and experiencing it uh, 360 degrees in, in some way um, I switched everything to VR and dedicated myself to to make uh, everything VR from now on so from the the controller to the to the gameplay to the game design to the the way to tell a story to the way to present things uh, gathering a lot of experience in, in for like nearly two years full time doing uh, doing VR and um, the main idea was to release a, a game a small game uh, that will be ready for the what we call today now uh, CV1 and so I was targeting like July last year <laughs> in some way, but things uh, uh, take uh, take more time on the hardware level and, and Oculus really want to make things right. So they take um, much more time on, on creating all this. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I have a game design with uh, which can allow that kind of thing, expanding and trying to survive until uh, uh, things are available for the consumer. So let me get this straight. You went so so you've been working for a year on this idea that you've had in your mind for a long time, and then Oculus drops, and you switch everything full circle, just all out VR, yes. right? And so you dedicated yourself two years. The the last the next two years you dedicated to go full time developing a VR game. Yes, that you. What a leap of faith that must have been, <laughs> first of all, like, to jump in it right when things were sort of starting off and you went, you dove right in. Like, why did you, why did, how, how, what made you want to take that leap? Well, you know, what were the things that convinced you that you were going to make a safe bet? Or... Well, I've been in the gaming industry for like 20 years and, and I chose the, the gaming industry because you can express... Uh, things faster, you can create uh, interactive environment and inter and having people uh, multiplayer interacting in that same universe and and the idea was really to create my own universe that have uh, sense so it, I'm not creating a game, I'm creating uh, a civilization, a technology, a history, uh, emotion out of of this um, out of pixels and polygons and I want people to be emerge in there and, and VR made sense because at the beginning three years ago I wanted to create something for PS3 and Steam uh, it was a kind of musical beat them all but it was still on a screen and I knew VR was going to be something important because I, I tried it like 20 years ago and and I really am I'm, I'm so tired of, of being on a flat screen and using a mouse and a keyboard uh, since PlayStation 2 I've been waiting for a renewal of let's get rid of the screen and so Oculus was really ah finally it's there finally we're going to be fully immersed in there with the audio the sound and uh, that's that's really the big uh, the big the big motive so going into this, you know, what were your expectations in the beginning? Uh, you know, starting off, like what what sorts of, you know, where where do you think we, we we would be at right now? And you know, how have the shifting of just everything thrown off, and how have you adapted to how things have uh, changed and moved? Well, for everybody, when uh, when Oculus begin their their uh, their rift and Palmer design his things, uh, everybody, most of the hardware people and the software people thought that VR is easy, and then it's okay. Uh, Palmer find, find an easy way and a cheap way to make one, so we'll just 
make that and adapt the software somehow and it will work but then they run in all the problems that we know today on the optic level the eye uh, the the audio also which is which uh, now is finally taken in consideration and so everybody has been delayed also the manufacturing for the the input control because they realize oh cool we have the eyes that are going to be there but how do we put the hands how do we walk how do we experience uh, something without uh, just a stick and, and buttons uh, so uh, the, the good thing with what I've been designing it's because it's a real uh, not a real but it's a it's a whole civilization that has his own logic his own technology his own culture and, and, uh, and set of things um, I can it's very easy for me to enrich the experience of the game so uh, depending of the deadline that I have uh, if I have more time I can put more content or make things a little bit different so so I can adapt to the to the schedule itself and my main issue is surviving until that happens before I move on to and ask you more about survival um, just your experience uh, was probably one of the most profound things I've I, I got to see at SVBR because it was um, here's the thing it catches you off guard the the, you, you you first get to look at this maze, you know, uh, that you were showing off, and you're from the perspective of just being inside the maze, and you're like, all right, this is cool, I, you know, I, I see where you're going, but then you zoom out, and you see the enormity of this maze, and it's fucking huge, dude, it's insane. <laughs> I I don't why <laughs> why so big. I mean, what okay why did you why is this maze so big and what's the point what are you what is this what is the player supposed to do in this experience that you've created it's it's huge i'm not even gonna lie you're gonna get people lost in there is yes, that is that, that where you're trying to go yes for? that's that's exactly the idea i'm a little bit tired of the the usual game design in most of the game where you go from point a to point b and then you have a next level and you go from point c to point d and nothing relates it's all a level design that is pretty much linear and if you don't if you just follow it, then even you arrive at the end and, and don't really miss a lot of content and so on. And uh, that's the reason why why I, I created that whole civilization with that, that the logic they have, the the science they use, the 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 different things that help them uh, being being what they are. And so the maze itself, um, the idea of a maze was at the time we had some. Uh, uh, control issues so especially with the rift where you couldn't really move the horizon so and how, how do you climb up a ladder or how if you fall then you have to climb back but if you are in vr how do you you walk that's fine so I'm, I'm designing something with the omni in mind but when you have the omni how do you take the ladder or how do you uh, how do you take a stair it, it's kind of uh, difficult for the emotion so the maze is, is, is um, an experience where everything is flat and uh, because VR gives you a sense of um, of position and distance to things uh, I thought it would be like very interesting to challenge a player with a sense of orientation um, because you cannot you can you can get that in in a traditional game with memory. Uh, you try different path, and then your memory tell you it's left and right. But when you are in VR, you really use your real sense of orientation. Like, oh, I was in that direction before, and then I'm on this one. And so I really want to experience 
um, to play with uh, with uh, the player and test them uh, to the very hardcore level and I don't expect uh, people to finish the maze most of them uh, I expect people to give up uh, but I had that idea of you know sometimes you have stories of somebody who is lost in a maze and the guy some people die and they end up as a decoration in the maze a skeleton and stuff so i want to have it was that kind of idea um and ideally i would like to reward the the first player to succeed with some physical uh, goods if i have sponsorship and so on so i really want to be a real achievement like i will not give up uh, it's an enjoyable experience because you have the two girls in the maze one is trying to lose you and the other is a kind of a stalker so you have to find her and then follow her uh, so she she may give you the right direction uh, and it's a it's a very musical experience also so it's uh it keeps the thing going and, and there's a little puzzles uh, but things are simple simple on a vr level where it's flat and it's just you the music the girls and the orientation Wow, that and when you said hardcore, uh, I, you are not kidding. This is that maze is huge, and and I think what you're trying to do is you're trying to tap into these the mis, the masochistic part of our brain, like the, the part <laughs> of our brain that keeps people playing Super Meat Boy even though they get destroyed millions of times, keeps playing Dark Souls even though they get destroyed millions of times. You are going to tap into that you know masochistic part of the brain where people are gonna just feel so frustrated to get to the end but you know how do you get to the end i i'm i'm really excited for that you know what sort of prize do you think you're going to give the person who makes it i don't know if, let's say if i have an nvidia sponsor and it will be like a high-end graphic card or i don't know i make chocolate so i can bring the ch chocolate to the person <laughs> I, I don't know but uh, the maze itself the size uh in kilometers uh the everything is kind of in a circular uh, giant room it's uh, 1.6 kilometers so that's around a little bit more than a, a square mile and the walls be, the distance between two walls is around uh, i don't know like what is that four feet probably yeah. so that's that's a lot of, of you, uh, corners that's yeah a, a mile a a, a square mile a yeah. square mile yeah. worth of a maze yes um and there's and then and there's music and there's girls who are stalking you slash you have to follow and they fuck yes. with your head yes. um uh, i'm sold <laughs> <laughs> so synthesis universe though is not maze you're no. you're thinking synthesis universe is something bigger uh, yes. what is it going to become what do you what do you envision synthesis universe to be so on the, I have a, a plan for the long term, and uh, the idea between Maze was to release a very simple experience that I could uh, release as soon as CV1 is released, and also get people to know that universe and experiencing it and hopefully loving it, and thinking like, mm, I did the Maze and I love the, the feeling of it, and I want... Uh, now I want to play the real thing, and that's that's the idea between between uh, between maze. But synthesis universe at the beginning it was just synthesis, uh, and it became a universe because uh, I created a whole civilization and they live. It's a little spoiler, but they live in a in a volcano, uh, so they, they are there and they really took control of the volcano in in everywhere on the technological side and they really reshape it to their image. And the idea between the, the story of synthesis is um, 
this civilization that was uh, really uh, very strong, very powerful, very well balanced, uh, they got an ice age coming, and so they had to leave because they are, their energy is lava, and lava doesn't deal so well with uh, cold water that turns into steam and, and that get cool thing down. So they they leave everything, and they inside that pyramid uh, you have. Uh, uh, one robot who is the master control of the city and he control absolutely everything so he's is the the master control of of all the system and so they leave they leave him dormant because he's really a part of that city mm -hmm. so um, a few thousand years later there's a, a probe coming and and the probe is uh, reactivating the robot and uh, and you really you still you don't really know why but um so you you get reactivated and what happened during that that uh, that time is you know in in reality when you have a civilization that has been dormant uh, usually small things take control so little plants became big plants and they go everywhere and, and they become really they merge with the with the actual architecture so on one hand you have all the the plants the vegetation that were here and on the other hand um it's it comes from a little background story where you had um in uh, in the jungle it's a, it's a real thing you have these parrots that at one point during their they they lifetime they encounter uh, for a for a while humans and and these parrots used uh, integrated the language of human in their uh, everyday uh, now uh, behavior so they interact with each other using human kind of language and things hmm. and so the idea between synthesis universe is that during the civilization you had this little uh, equivalent to rats or butterfly or any primitive life that were um, they absorbed the musical uh, the music that was used to control uh, every system in the city so they changed their behavior and they learned that music and music became a part of them and so when you when the to to restart at the story itself uh, so the you are in that chair and uh, you are being reactivated and you have plants all around you and for the first time the plants have a feeling for the lava energy because you've been reactivated by the probe so they react really really badly and, and crush your body so you begin the, the game your head fall inside a crack and you begin at the really the bottom level of the city which is the the area where the city uh, evolved for the first time. So the, the first area is not so tech advanced. Um, and so you, you you are there, you lose energy. And uh, then for, for a few thousand years, you don't know why, but the plants are looking for you and, and they reboot you uh, with their own uh, energy and so you start the game as being that head that is, is in a, a, another kind of energy and uh, and you have to figure things out until uh, um, another robot uh, saw you and it's, it's a very broken robot and it's the robot actually from the maze and he recognized you as being the the master control city uh, and so he decides he, he see that there's something going wrong you have another color another type of energy and this plant are kind of offering you a new body and and so that robot say this is wrong this is totally wrong so he rip you away from that and so he turn you back to lava energy 
And so you are at the bottom of the city without, uh, you're just a rolling head, mm. uh, first person camera in VR. And, uh, and so that guy who is uh, deaf that cannot interact with anything in the city need your help also to, to survive and to go up and, and rebuild uh, its body also. So uh, you are at the bottom and you have to restart all the city system, all the production level, mm -hmm. everything. So the water system, the Laval system, the air system. And the problem is you have to clear all the plants that are in. So you have to burn everything, uh, clean everything. Uh, until you can restart the city system and uh, send a beacon to the civilization that are awaiting for your beacon and saying like, oh, you restarted the city, now we can come back. But um, in the now it's the spoiler-free version. So basically, during the whole process of the game, you restart the the whole the whole city itself. Yeah. But then at one point, uh, is this where the spoiler starts? Uh, no, no, I'm I'm okay. stopping right. Oh, okay, it's, okay. Uh, I'm stopping where it should be, but. Um, at one point, there's a there's a place where you realize there's something very particular about the plant, and then things change. Oh shit! I'm uh... okay. Okay. But, so... but to finish to finish a little bit, that's that's the idea between synthesis universe and why I call it universe is because this civilization is has a reality in terms of economics, in terms of technology. And, and the story of the, of the robot right now is happening when the city has left. And the idea I have for Synthesis Universe is uh, to have at one point different game studio who mm. will be like, you know what, I want to make a detective story uh, when the, the pyramid was at full speed and the civilization was the top story. So you can make many different type of game RTS, for example, when they leave the planet and they have to conquer uh, other planets, other systems, space simulation, and so on. So you have all that uh, universe that has been created. And I want to make the game I want is the story of, the, of these two robots. But I would love, ideally, to create a whole universe where different people will, will add and create content hmm. uh, that are canon to that story. Wow. That is a whole universe you've just uh, let me uh, enter for like those few minutes that you just talked. So, so essentially, it, the, the gist of the story is you have a civilization of humans that not necessarily humans, not humans. You don't know what uh, you know when because we are human and it's always a limitation we have uh, on the creative level. Mm -hmm. We we relate more to character when they are humanoids. Uh, and also in VR, I mean, we, we, we still have two legs, two arms, and we are designing controls for that. And so we, the, I, I choose the civilization to be human shape, uh -huh. just to get the, the human that we are more related to the content. Okay, so so you have the civilization that is humanoid having to like. humanoid like yeah. that needs to escape the, this planet because there's a giant ice age, mm -hmm. and and so they leave behind a pyramid slash volcano yes. that they utilize the lava, the magmas trapped inside as energy to power this city that lives within, and this city is maintained by maintained by these robots these yes. humanoid robots yes. and the plants start taking over and and the plants start taking over and the, the probe comes out and says all right start restart things up the plants don't like that yes cut cut off your head and yeah. you have to find your way back up yeah and somewhere in the middle there's a twist yes 
I like this. I like <laughs> what I thought. What is, what's your inspiration behind this? How? Where? Where did you gather? Why robots? Why pyramids? Why ice ages? You know why? Why synthesis? Like all that. Uh, synthesis. Well, the, the part of synthesis is related to synthesizer, uh, and because uh, I really love the the all the music that are from the the 90s and all this synthesizer music is the sound is very particular and i i really wanted to sometimes you you heard some music and and it makes you vibrate and feel emotional of it and so synthesis universe will have will feature famous synthesizers as characters and these characters hmm. will be for example um, one will be the guardian of the the lava pit and so you need you need to open that lava pit so you can have uh, the, all the city power up. Mm -hmm. uh, so this, the, the conversation that you will have with that character will be with music, and his voice will be like a TB303 or wow. tier 808 to have that a personality as as a voice and as a as a different. Yeah, that is that is that's a super interesting concept. Being able to use music as literal language that yes. you can communicate with the game world that's a uh, and and and, you, and not only that you're also including third person view vr yes. and then there's going to be first person i believe yes. and i'm sure you're going to mix you're mixing things up i like that yes will there be multiplayer uh, multiplayer in uh, synthesis uh, universe itself yes in the maze it will depend on time and budget mm -hmm. uh, but because it's a, it's a musical civilization i i I want to have different guests, a different musician. I know a few people who who would love to to do live concerts and live music within Synthesis Universe using the the. I have created a whole um, uh, concert area uh, with a very interesting VR control. And uh, actually, when you do the the Synthesis Universe adventure, uh, there's some area where you have collectibles, and this collectible can be little uh, simple creature. Uh, uh, and this creator emits music and there are actually music sequences that you can plug into that concert area mm. and so you can play these creators as different uh, tunes and sequences. Wow. Um, so walk me through, so let's say I got into a time machine and I mm. went and visited you a year from now in the middle of your work. You know, walk me through your typical workday. What did your typical workday? And by the way, one one last one thing before you say before you walk me through your workday, mm. how much, in percentage wise, is this your creation? Is it ninety percent, ninety five percent, ten percent? Like what? How much is this? Is is this yours? Oh, it's it's hundred percent. A hundred percent yours. So <laughs> yes, everything. And because I'm sacrificing everybody, everything else, I guess it's two hundred percent. My sleep, my sanity, and so on. But uh... so, what did a typical day look like for you developing this? Uh, for me, it's a typical day. Well, I have some. I set a few goals. Uh, I have some things that I need to do, problem that I need to resolve, uh, and I have to do that. But sometimes, some days, I don't feel like doing animation. I feel like doing modeling so i create uh, create uh, different things in the universe or sometime i go back to unreal engine uh, and actually the break that i do i i put my headset and and, and uh, hang out in synthesis universe uh, the area i created and, and experience the music itself uh, because the, the another concept between uh, with synthesis universe is uh, music in games has always been something that is 
secondary or tertiary. So they, nobody gives a crap usually, uh, except musical game. But musical games, if you say musical game, people think like you are gonna dance and, and do crazy move on a step and so on. So um, it's a musical in a, universe in a way that there's there's no sound design. So if you are in an area where you have a, a huge lava fall, uh, so that lava is not going to make a lava crackle sound. It's going to to create a tune and a little music Whoa. that will evocate lava in some way, but not necessarily. So let's say you are you enter a room in Synthesis Universe, and you have that lava pit that create that little tunes. It's a musical sequence that you can enjoy, and it's more bassy, and, and it, it, it kind of vibrates you, you kind of like that. But then, at the other side, you have these plants and these mushrooms that have a little life form that are there, and that create also little tunes and a little music. And when you evolve in that universe, you notice that you can enjoy the music itself, enter the room and be like, you know what, I want more lava. So you step closer to the lava and then you add the beat going. Yeah. And then you go toward the mushroom or the plants or that door or that mechanism or that machinery that create a musical sequence. And so basically you are doing your own mixing uh, when you are a character in the game. And, and so you can just stop the game and be I'm gonna stay here, I like the music, I like the beat. <laughs> and to go to go a little bit in depth, the creature in Synthesis Universe are uh, I call them proto life form. They are very simple life form that emit sound and em emit music and, and different kind of life form. They have predators and, and some are uh, weak and they react to different kind of music. They have their own kind. So they have their own language and you can interact with them uh, using sound mm -hmm. as a as a beat them all, so you can have them doing stuff mm -hmm. you want them to do. You can if you use let's say you have a a little creature that is more uh, fragile and that fly, then the music will be more whimsical in some way. And so if you arrive close to them and do a kind of whimsical, you use some some nice tunes, then they will be come around you and maybe show you the way to somewhere. But if you come with a beat and use a beat sound, they will recognize you as a predator and then they will hide. And then maybe the predator will come and will give you that music sequence to open the next door. So everything is related to, wow. to that kind of, of gameplay. Holy crap, this is insane. Yeah. <laughs> like this, I know. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm in love with it. One of my... F <laughs> One of my favorite games of all time, I'm not joking, is mm. Journey. Journey yes. on PSN um, is probably one of my favorite experiences um, outside of VR ever. Yes, uh, yes. The it's it's, it's and it's 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 so much about the visuals as it is about the music in that game. Yes. The games that I've actually paid for the soundtrack. I never pay for shit. As as much as I can, I avoid paying for stuff. I, I'm cheap. I'm sorry, but I but but Journey, I had to buy the soundtrack. I yes. it, it's um I, you know it's one of those things where like I think the first or third time um in an altered state of consciousness, I cried. I cried. Yeah, it's an emotional journey. journey. It is. It, I was very happy with Journey in 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 a way that uh, I did not know there was a multiplayer side to mm -hmm. it, and ah. so when I played Journey, I. I don't like spoilers in anything, so I played Journey, and then I noticed that character that looked like me, and that was making sound, and that, that a very strange artificial intelligence, and I was very surprised by the behavior during the whole game, 
uh, and then some of them guide me, some of them were doing their own stuff, some were like uh, just doing, doing sound and I was very surprised. But then when I finished the game I saw, hey look, these are the players you encounter. What do you mean player I encounter? <laughs> I didn't encounter anybody. And then I discover after that these guys, it totally makes sense that we were guy and people that were somewhere like nice player to guide me. And that was a very, very interesting uh, experience. Yeah, they, it's an example of using sort of, you know, this abstract storytelling device yes. through music and visuals that is extremely powerful through games yeah. and I, I I am hopeful that somehow some way someone will create a VR journey adaptation somehow yes the closest thing for now and probably even better than journey will be synthesis universe uh, because that's a big I, one. <laughs> I gotta say, you know, Opera Nova from Aaron Lemke is mm -hmm. another one of those really, really good experiences mm -hmm, that I've mm -hmm. tried, where they incorp he's incorporated sound really well in that in that demo. Yeah. And when you're talking to me about Synthesis Universe, and and it's not about so much sound design, but this musical design to every object, every yeah. mechanism, musical experience. That yes. is that is. That's in, that's mind blowing to me. That's mm -hmm. insane, uh, and I'm so much attracted to that idea, because um, I think VR it's going to be great to experience places you've already been to or places yes. that are already exist. Mm. But truly, I think VR will really shine where you can take people to places they've never even imagined. Exactly. Yeah, that's and, the idea. And that's where I want to ask you about these visuals, because mm. where did you come up with the visuals? How, where did you draw inspiration to? populate the, the visuals of this world well i'm i'm from the the traditional polygon builder in some way so i know lopoli but when i mean lopoli it's like you create a character in 800 triangles um, and that kind of thing and i really like uh, polygon I'm, I'm my background is from sculpting so i really like the shape of one polygon or a flat face or two two faces together and mm. i'm really working uh, in synthesis universe to reveal the polygon as uh, a structure uh, as a, a feature in some way where other games are trying to hide that it is polygon because it gives you contour that has, has edge that has vertices uh, that you don't want to see they use normal mapping and, and I like the shading I like broken polygon I like Z fighting uh, it's more about the shape um, and so the, the origin also uh, was in the production level it makes sense because um, I don't have to take care about normal mapping and creating insanely amount of detail. Uh, I'm more about all the emotion that you can get from a character. And the character itself, you don't need to have uh, uh, hair in the nose or, or beard or, uh, or uh, salada in the, in the teeth, mm -hmm. you know, to give emotion. Um, if you focus just on the shape, on the color, uh, as human, we can really relate to that. And so um, I, I like when the, the specular is broken by, by a flat shaded polygon. So um, the idea was also to get good performance. And I, uh, I really, the most important thing for me to get emotion is from the lighting. And uh, the problem with today's game, they get so much detail that they have to scale down on the lighting quality. And 
with synthesis, I'm really using uh, normal mapping, uh, uh, light mapping to get really good lighting and really good effect because it gives shape, it gives volume, it gives emotion, and that changes everything to, to a game. Uh, so the design, um, I'm really attracted with, with opposite like water, ice, volcano, uh, and so on. So uh, most uh, many people say when they see Synthesis Universe, it looks like Tron, which is a, a very good compliment because uh, I'm really fan of, uh, of all the design and, and everything that's been going on there. But that's within a, a computer. Uh, and me, it's more about uh, lava and uh, and heat. And in terms of gameplay, it's interesting when you have something hot because you can oppose it to something cold, and it creates an interesting contrast mm. for the player, for the gameplay, for the emotion. And so I really work on um, uh, on a singular design because the the most important thing for me for Synthesis Universe was if you look at a screenshot. 100 screenshots of games and you put just one screenshot of Synthesis Universe in in just a second you know that one is Synthesis Universe because it's it's from different from everything else mm -hmm. and so uh, in relation to that I was pretty uh, scared to show my content because it's um, visually very distinct distinctive but it's easy to copy in some way uh, not necessarily because I'm, I'm really each vertices, each edge has its own place, so I'm working a lot on, on, on everything. But uh, I didn't, I always care to be copied because if a company comes with 10 more people and, and they can do something really fast. So uh, I was happy to, to have. Uh, to have a point in 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 in, the, in my timeline, which is with the Proto Awards, where they they were able to to uh, to give me a reconnaissance for the design, and for me it was very meaningful because it's um, I don't want to end up in a situation where people will be like, oh, you know what, this synthesis universe copied that because we have more resources and so on, and now now that I have that. That time in point, it's a, uh, it's a, I'm I'm happy to show everything because I have this thing as a proof that yeah I was there before doing that kind of of rendering that kind of singular yeah. uh, design. So when so the question that a lot of people might be asking themselves is um, where and when will I be able to get my hands on a demo of this Proto Award winning uh. Uh, experience. Experience. Well, the um, I'm pretty early for the, the the whole the overall industry uh, in terms of 3D audio technology and in terms especially of input control because uh, I will not support gamepad. I will not support keyboard and mouse. I, I'm so tired of these guys. One second. Um, Let that sink in for a sec. You are not supporting gamepad. You are no. not supporting keyboard mouse at all. No. You are going all out. For VR, yes, full VR, full VR. So VR or die. If VR or die, <laughs> I love this attitude. So you're going all out, and you're not going to. So you're waiting. I continue, please. I'm just. I just wanted to stop for a second because I. I, I need that to sink in. You are in. You're insane in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I probably need some insanity to do what I do and yeah. to do it the way I do, which is not necessarily a good thing. But well, we'll see what, where the story goes. But uh, the idea was because I'm doing the whole pipeline and I'm doing everything, I'm able to to uh, really control the whole production pipeline in terms of the game design, in terms of the control. Uh, I'm not trying to fit my game in VR. I'm designing the game and the experience right now 
taking care of the consideration of what our VR control can do, not necessarily right now because they are not really there, but what they will allow me to do in one year, one year and a half, three years. So, you know, everybody in VR like, yeah, I want to play Mirror Edge. Sure. I want to play Mirror Edge 2 in VR, but can you do a flip? Can you climb walls? It's totally impossible right now with the control we have, and it will be like that for a while. So Maze is flat, you know, mm -hmm. to, to, to have that kind of opposite. Mm -hmm. And so it's full VR control because it's all about the body experience. And so the, the control I have in, in, uh, in Synthesis Universe are all about hand gesture and hand movement. Uh, because we really relate to hands and because I want to be able to control hand independently uh, interacting with this on the right and interacting with this on the left at the same time you cannot really do that with a gamepad because what am I going to do press a button to to activate the right arm so if I activate the right arm it means that I don't control the right arm it creates just an animation to do something mm -hmm. and so in VR you need to be in control of your own body so that's what I've been waiting for, for real input control, so I can have control of my body and interact with things in VR. And so what do you think will be the, what is, okay, so what's good enough in terms of input and what would be ideal for you? Uh, well, right now there's, there's kind of like two options uh, to, for hands. Uh, that I know of and that, that are close to reality, that are nearly there, that I was able to try and play with. Uh, it's the stem, the stem from Six Sense, and uh, which is uh, the follow-up of the Hydra and the PlayStation Move. And uh, both both will be absolutely perfect for me because I really adapted my game design uh, to this control in mind. When I saw the the, the design of the Move. Then I re rethink my my control. How do you walk with it? How do you interact with it? What kind of what are the limitations? Can you walk and grab things? And it's the same with the stem, where uh, you have a stick, but you don't have stick on 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 uh, on the PlayStation Move. So how do you create a game design and a, a scheme where you can use both without redesigning a whole uh, game design to that? I want to know about your challenges. Uh, what are the most pressing challenges for you as a developer uh, at this point in time? And you know, so what are your challenges right now? What do you, what have been your challenges, and what do you think will be your challenges? So I know it's a huge question, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm I have time. I, I so do <laughs> I. <laughs> well, the the main challenge is to survive. Uh, that's the, the really big issue for me because I have no funding, and for the last three years I've been living on my on my saving, which are like uh, fumes right now, and coming to the community as a cost, but it's so much a joy to, to meet everybody and to have, uh, and even to being here, uh, doing a podcast in San Francisco, all the expected thing that you, you can have in life. I'm really fond of that and all the, the experience of uh, interacting with, with people. And, and I love demoing and I love all that. And I'm, I'm really sad that the French community uh, uh, is asleep in terms of VR and then no meetups, but it's starting. There's a, finally a great guy called uh, Greg Madison who is doing a, has been doing his first uh, uh, meetup like September 15 something, and it's going to he's going to do that regularly. So finally, I, I'm going to be able to meet uh, French people interested in VR. So that's a great thing. But the, um, 
the main uh, pressing issue for me is to survive uh, because I'm running out of money, uh, not on will. I have all the will and the courage I, I, I can have. Uh, and so I'm trying to get the experience. The, the challenge is to getting uh, Synthesis Universe out there and getting known and having uh, people following me and on Twitter and mailing lists and so on to, to build uh, interest uh, around SU. Um, and uh, on the technical side, well, there's, there's not a lot because uh, I'm really scaling my project to the current technology and to the to my own skills. So maze um, maze is the first step, is the first goal. So uh, on the technical uh, aspect, everything is is done, game design, and I will probably not run into any issues uh, because I'm using things. Uh, design for for what it's going to be as a projection. So maze is done. It's it, it maze maze itself uh, in terms of asset animation modeling is like ninety percent done. Um, and I'm waiting. I've been waiting for input control and the demo that you've tri that you're trying right now, or people will try uh, soon, uh, or that I've been demoing for them uh, in, in America uh, uh, is from uh, May May 2014. Hmm. And since that time, I've been waiting for the input control who have been delayed for many, many manufacturing reasons and because it's it's tough to make uh, hardware. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm reaching, uh, reaching the, getting the experience more rich and uh, and focusing on, on different aspects of the game and the experience and, and take time to experience uh, with VR itself, uh, testing things. Uh, so let's say I have the input control tomorrow and I have the, the real hardware and the SDK, uh, I can probably ship Maze in, within three months, something mm. like that. So I'm, the idea is really to have uh, um, a game that is scaled for the release of all these guys. But because I have a game design with drawer, if, if somebody say, you know what, I'm going to find you and I'm going to give you one year. So in, in one year, I know I will be able to open the drawer of multiplayer or the drawer of more interactive music or uh, creating more synthesis music because I will need to hire somebody to create more things. Um, so it's more, I'm scaling up to, to that schedule. Mm. Uh, so the, the technological challenge is, um, is all taken care of. Uh, but after uh, you were telling me when are people are going to be able to play that demo, well, you know, there was a huge breakdown with uh, DK2 uh, and the SDK that basically broke everybody's experience. And people were expecting from DK1 to DK2 to kind of transition uh, smoothly. Uh, but it's difficult because on the on one end, you have the hardware who are making uh, firmware and software for that. You have Oculus who is making the hardware itself and the, the, the firmware and the driver. And with that, you this interact with the 3D engines like Unity and Unreal Engine that have to integrate the new Oculus SDK. Mm -hmm. So when there's one that has been released, it has to support the other. Mm -hmm. And these are big companies, Unreal Engine and Epic. It's a, it's a big thing. So mm -hmm. uh, when Oculus releases something, then you know that your current uh, version of Unreal Engine will not work with the new SDK. So you have to do some other things, like going back to modeling and animation, kind of, and uh, and wait for these guys to to put everything on the same level. Yeah. So right right now I'm waiting for the opportunity. There's 
uh, Unreal 4.5 right around the corner. I think there's the new Oculus SDK right around the corner. Yeah. Uh, so I'm waiting for things to be stable. So when things are stable, I will push the build button and then submit to um, to Oculus or do a Google Drive or a quick fix for people. Yeah. Uh, but I'm waiting for for a stabilization of the whole um, uh, the whole um, the whole thing. Yeah. So 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 you've built the whole thing. Using Unreal Engine four? Yes. How was that? How how, how does how was that? Um, and by the way, are are you with the uh, how um, everything? <laughs> so the question is, how was it? You know, how how was it working with Unreal, Unreal Engine four for that? You know, for that well, whole project. I had so. a great experience. I um I began the game using UDK uh, like nearly three years ago, and and I had. I have things running in UDK with a joypad and so on. And at that time, it was synthesis. It was not a universe and it was not in VR. Mm -hmm. So it was a musical beat them all with a combo system and a stick, a basic stick. So uh, I have a lot of environment and I was really trying to get ready, to get my content ready for DK1. So day one, well, little parenthesis, when I got DK1, I just plug and play and I was able to, to enjoy uh, synthesis in third-person view, um, playing my character in my VR uh, environment. That was very exciting. Nice. But the, um, I'm, I was using UDK, and UDK, you, you had to use a kind of scripting, Unreal scripting, and another kind of visual language. And the two were kind of fi fighting each other. Uh, and, that, and you had, some people were also able to use C++. But I'm not a C++ guy. I'm not a programmer. I had to burn a few neurons and, and, and get my head really, really hot trying to, to figure out Unreal Scripting. So that was, it took a lot of time for me during that three years to train myself to, to be able to do what I, what I needed to be done. And, uh, with, when Unreal Engine 4 was, uh, was there, it was a big surprise because the, usually the, um, the pipeline for the content, for the release for Unreal Engine was, they released an engine for for high pay developers, and then when these guys released a few games, and that the content has been shown, and we can see build with Unreal Engine, then they released like UDK, which is a simple, uh, the same version but for students, for content creators, indies, and so on. So I was expecting that sign of that same schedule. So I was waiting for Unreal Engine for game to be released. And then one year after that, to have the UDK for Unreal Engine. Mm -hmm. And I was very taken by surprise, like, hey, guys, we are doing uh, Unreal Engine 4, like right now, for $19 and full thing. So I was, okay, right now. So I switched right away. I transferred all my content. It took me one month to adapt. Um, it's It's been a very... Um, very good experience, but what I was, what I discovered during the the, the thing is, uh, because I have a lot of content and getting a lot of things uh, done and and ready, I, I discovered to my surprise that the engine was like super young, and I was expecting something more uh, finished, more made, more full featured, and uh, Unreal Engine 4 broke a lot of things on my lighting system, and so I had to adapt. So I spent a lot of time trying to adapt and compensate for things that were in UDK that were not in Unreal Engine 4. 
uh, it was interesting, a waste of my time, but still, <laughs> still interesting. You know, it's a challenge. Yeah. Uh, I like tinkering with, with engine and, um, and I really, it's a, it was a very smooth transition. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I'm an artist and I don't do C++ and I do, I have a logic of if you do this, then that, and if you don't do that, then this. And it's the way I build things. And with Blueprint, uh, I'm really happy with that. You can nearly connect everything to anything, and uh, uh, you can do little, li a little bit of math for me. It's, you know, it's simple addition, multiplication, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it works, and uh, I'm able to create everything uh, that I need to create. So I'm very happy. What is, uh, you know, ten years from now, mm. how do you want? Synthesis universe to be remembered. How do you? Oh well, uh, ideally, ten years from now, I still want to be doing synthesis universe. Huh. Uh, and uh, if if I put synthesis universe ten years from now, I would like to release uh, the robot story. is is a is the first chapter of the story, and there's a, the game itself happen stop at one point that I will not tell. <laughs> but after I have another game that is. Uh, that happened at the same place and is the, the continuation but the, the action is very different wow. it's a more action-based uh, game uh, but ideally in 10 years I would like to be able to have done that second game too wow. having Maze being successful and uh, having different uh, experience and different game uh, within that universe you know I have Synthesis Universe Maze Synthesis Universe Dash uh, when DK1 was released, I was doing something called Synthesis Universe Racer. Mm -hmm. um, and so I had to drop that for technical reason with Oculus, where they basically say, you know what, we don't want you to, to move the horizon line. So we take control of the horizon. So if you want to do a, a loop uh, with your ship, then uh, have that. Don't do that. Really? Uh, yes. So I was waiting for a fix for that. That was like in May 2013. And so I decided that I couldn't wait for three months for them to fix something and couldn't do anything because my I was able to create a whole ship uh, that was kind of decent, like, uh, like they say six DOF control. Mm -hmm. And uh, everything was broken <laughs> because the rift was my rotation. This is me and I don't care about your ship. <laughs> so and they actually fixed it like in September. This uh, this year? No, no, September. Uh, uh, I was doing thing May 2013, yeah. and I was ready, and they fixed that in September, two, like nearly six months after. And that time, I say, you know what? I'll do maze, and I was working on maze already. Oh wow! Because I, I cannot wait. Yeah, you can. <laughs> and, and so yeah, yeah. So for the ten years, uh, ten years be behind. Ideally, my dream is to to have uh, to have a company that is stable and that has. Uh, uh, generated enough uh, content uh, for Synthesis Universe and to have mostly generated enough interest from the whole community to have people who say, uh, Olivier, I want to create uh, that game, that kind of game uh, in, in within Synthesis Universe. Mm -hmm. And then I will tell the person, okay, here are the rules of that universe. Here are the technology and the limitations. So you have to do to evolve your game within that technology level of the civilization. And people will create content. And I would love to have um, like a universe, like different galaxies of different universe, different planets that are within games within that expand that universe. Have you have you thought about using procedural generated terrains or procedural? Not for what I do because especially the maze is like uh, built uh, polygon by polygon because I want the, the experience to be uh, as designed. 
uh, not as generated, mm -hmm. uh, but also generating words like this, you need a coder, you need something like that. At one point for synthesis, I will need uh, that kind of, of things for artificial intelligence. Um, but no, uh, right now I'm doing things as designed. Okay, so right now it's 5.30. Uh, how, oh. About how much time, do, do you want to go through the last couple questions or sure, do you want to sure, keep going? Sure. It's up I, to you. Well, I'm here. Well, I, I, I know you are, but I, <laughs> I, I want to be as accommodating as possible. Um, well, I'll probably be late at SVVR, but well, um, let's let's finish this as, okay. as you like. Let us, okay, well, let's keep going. Uh, sure. uh, okay, so what has been your experience as a developer so far? Like, how have you, you know, how has it been dealing with Sony and Oculus and Samsung, if you have? I mean, what's, what's your experience been like so far? Um... Good and not good. Uh, so as of today, I'm still uh, without any fi financing, uh, uh, without any kind of support. Uh, I have two guys uh, that have that are absolutely amazing that are supporting me, but I'm not going in depth into that. Uh, but uh, basically, I was expecting uh, uh, more from Oculus than you know. I was I've been betting everything on Oculus for two years. Uh, and when I was really uh, happy when Oculus uh, get that f Facebook financing because, uh, of course, I had the jolt in the knees, uh, but uh, I was happy because it meant that uh, VR would come and that their future will be secured. And I need my, secure, my future to be secured too. And I remember Palmer saying, now that, now that uh, our future is secured, we are going to give back to the community. When the Facebook um, thing happened. Yes, right? yes, uh, give back to the community. And I'm kind of still waiting for, for things to happen. Uh, but I'm, I'm not begging for anything. So if I want people to be involved in Synthesis Universe with a real heart and emotion and not by... Uh, by mercy or, or by by pity mm -hmm. um, so um, the, the the relation with oculus has been not to give any impolite word but has been awkward um, and a lot of people feel feel that way too because we uh, i understand oculus position which is we want to create a headset um, and we put blind on, on the side of our eyes and we go straight to that goal, mm -hmm. which is amazing. It's poor dedication. That's what I do with Synthesis Universe. I will just do that so I can release my universe. But the problem is there's people like me who have been... Um, there's not a lot of people who have been doing VR full-time two years. Uh, probably not a lot. If they are, well, I'll be happy to meet you guys. Uh, <laughs> um, but um, they've been blind to, to everything that, that happens around. And I'm bleeding money and I'm bleeding simply. Uh, and I don't know if I'll be able to be at SVVR in May. I don't know if, if in three months I will have to give up everything and finish as a waiter in a restaurant or if I will sleep under a bridge. Uh, I'm really serious. About Literally, you you yes, might yes. end up sleeping under a bridge. I'm I'm throwing everything I have to to that. It's yeah. a it's a one way ticket for me. It's a VR or VR die. or die. VR or die, really. Wow. And um, actually, synthesis universal die. And so um, yeah, it's been difficult. Um, yeah. 
what a what a journey uh, that's uh in what balls that you have to be to be able to take this leap of faith um you know if i could take i'm, I'm just gonna play the devil's advocate for a bit mm. you know yeah. i'm i'm oculus and i'll say but uh, listen olivier we love you we think we think you're wonderful but give us you know, give us a break. We're still hiring. We can't find enough people. You know, um, you know. How do you, you know, how do you respond to something like that? Are you, are you, are you like, are you understanding or are you, you know, guys, we can do better. What do you, what do you feel? Of, of course, I'm understanding. I mean, I, I'm not, um, I'm not going to meddle in, in what they have. They have a goal. They have achievement. They have a huge problem to resolve on the manufacturing, on the on the technical aspect and everything. So their hands are, are pretty full. But, um, you know, it's difficult when um, when I I come to, to I came to meet the community back in May uh, to meet everybody, my friend that I met through uh, through SVVR and, uh, and Carl Kranz that has created a, a community that is flawless in terms of everybody has heart and there's the PR bullshit people are still not there. Yeah. So we can really say, you know, I like what you do and people will will be sincere. Yeah. Uh, so that's a very healthy community uh, and. Um, and so, so Carl created that, and I took a leap of faith, uh, getting a plane ticket, came here, uh, expenses, hotel, and, and I wanted to meet the industry and the people like STEM, like Omni and Prior VR, and tell them, you know what, I I'm, I'm think I'm doing something serious. I'm pretty well dedicated to what I do, and, you know, I did a lot of distance. And please come have a look to my demo. It takes only five minutes of your time. And everybody dragged their feet. Mm -hmm. Everybody. They dragged their feet because I'm basically nobody. And it's like, yeah, okay, I'm going to see a, a prototype or something and technical demo. And, and when people try my experience, now I've been demoing probably now personally to close to 400 people. Uh, and uh, I know the reaction where they are in, inside the experience. I know exactly what they are looking at, and uh, I know when I get get somebody, uh, they drag their feet, they put the headset, and then there's a smile, and I'm like, hmm, okay, that's that's going well. And then there's a little part where the character is animated, and surprisingly, some people do that animation. It totally blew my mind. They lift their hands and they, they start... do the animation that I did on the robot. Mm -hmm. So they are. It's like I'm animating humans. <laughs> and really, the first time I saw that, I was like, "What's happening? What? What? What is this? Oh my! Oh, okay, that's interesting. I, you know, it's the kind of thing you cannot predict. Yeah. Like, you know what? I'm going to do an animation, and the human who are gonna try that, they replicate that animation." It's unthinkable, and and so when when I have people dragging their feet and they smile and they begin to mimic the animation like perfectly because you need in VR you need you have that the connection between uh, your nervous system and the visual, mm -hmm. and I'm like gotcha, yeah. I gotcha, and and I'm very happy and it's very very rewarding to have that because. They begin dragging their feet, and after they're excited, and they cannot stop talking. Uh, <laughs> talking? <laughs> no, talking, sorry. Oh, okay. Little or both. <laughs> no, no, well, if it, well, <laughs> I'm not going to detail. But, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm really happy because after they're like, oh, you know what? This is good, this is nice, and, and, and they take me seriously, and now I've, I have a, a good relation with, with people who are dragging their feet, and it's really rewarding because it's really the... 
the artist uh, path. You know, you you create something in your uh, you are getting ready for an exhibition, and then you show your work, mm -hmm. and you are waiting for uh, the reaction of of the people. And and in VR, you can have people physically react mm -hmm. to to your experience. Um, I had people who were like crying after after the experience. I was like, "What's happening? Why?" I had people getting the rift off and be and and be on pause. Like the, the person was like on frame stopped. Wow! And and uh, now sorry guys, but you you probably have super high expectation of the demo, so try it first. Then after you can <laughs> you can uh, judge it. But uh, yeah, well, so it's. Um, Yes, I kind it, of. I gotta tell you something. You, um, you got me. That's for sure. I was, I was mimicking the animations with my hands, and yeah, I, was, yeah. I was, so. And and the other thing that I noticed at the last time you were showing, there was a guy demoing it that was laughing maniacally. Like you yes, ha I've never seen that before. Like yes, I had I had di very different reaction. Uh, a few of that that person was was frantically laughing, so that was a kind of unusual. But why not? I mean, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, well, I I have some some area in in the in the demo where you know there's a girl looking at you, and some people were kind of freaked out. Uh. Uh, I had very very different reaction from you know 400 people. Uh, I had one time uh, a reaction that was really interesting. You have arms building your your body and the first thing, and you had that huge buffy guy. Mm -hmm. He was like super muscular. He had like basically arms like the size of my legs, and and he was like so uncomfortable during the demo. He was kind of dodging every arms, and he has his jaw that was clenched, wow. and he was like like uh, ah ah. Ah, not comfortable. Wow. And so there's really unpredictable reaction to 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 that kind of demo. And uh, I had somebody once who was dancing like crazy, mm -hmm. but really dancing, like doing dance move during the thing. Wow. And uh, why not? I mean, yeah. Uh, I'm happy to to serve any any purposes. What a what an insane thing to be able to witness. Just you you are con you are some. You're triggering something in people yes. that has never been seen before. Yes, yes, and that and that's so cool to me. Yeah, um, yeah. There's something there's something special about you. I gotta say, and the first time, because here's the thing, Carl Krantz, Nana, and, and Bruce created something wonderful out of SVVR. Yeah, yeah. And you know, the first time I met you at SVVR, uh, the conference in May, right? Mm, yeah. We. Um, you were the first guy I ran into when I walked in that that morning, and 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 I was filled with this nervous anxiety, um, just thinking to myself like, "Fuck, you know, do I belong here? Am I am I, am I, am I supposed to be here? Like, um, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just using my mouth. You know, these guys are actually building shit. Yeah. But but there was this, you know, energy about you, dude. Like I couldn't, I can't, I haven't run into someone quite like you, and it's fucking awesome uh, you were just so positive and happy and for no reason i had no idea what do you mean because no you were because i met you there and we so i walked through the door and you were and i was like hey how's it going and and you're like and i and i saw your t-shirt or the synthesis universe and you're like hey you know i'm from france i just went i'm here to meet people i'm i'm i'm, I'm, I'm passionate I, I this is i'm here for you yeah, and yeah. i'm like i've never I, I did, you were the first person at that conference and you you actually s sort of helped me set the mood for the mm -hmm, rest mm -hmm. of it Bec uh, just with your your enthusiasm and your passion 
when you say you're all about synthesis universe or die or vr or die um you are fucking serious and that's it that is um admirable uh and terrifying to watch (laughs) and i will probably not survive the experience but i but i think you will i think you i think you'll come out on the other side and i think you'll be just fine man find me wood i I find you yeah knock on wood um but but yeah i i'm i'm just i just yeah i just want to commend you on that on your mm-hmm. like just being who you are here's the thing that i that that maybe is uh, that i noticed that 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 sucks um two guys i was overhearing a conversation between between two guys at that conference where um they were both in suits so they so they must have been investor types or some sort mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. business type and they were talking about you they were one of them was saying like hey you see that guy over there he you know he he doesn't look very serious he looks like he you know he just got out of like he he they had this condescending attitude about you like you know like you just came out of your garage or whatever but he <laughs> but the guy was like but he's like, you know, yeah, th- don't mind the dude. He's like, put on the headset and you'll, he's like, it's fucking mind blowing, man. And the guy was like, what, really? He's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead and try it. And the, and the dude tried it and he, I, I, he must have had a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing. That's the thing about you. Like, I feel like, you know, there must, there must be a, a you know, and there must be, a, there, this is, this must be a challenge with a lot of developers that are trying to uh, pitch VR to investors where they're pitching something that hasn't existed before mm. where that is coming out of left field to a lot of people that are used to these just legacy paradigms yeah. um and and so how do you get over that how do you get over that hurdle of like people judging you by how you look or what you're presenting you know uh, you know how do you get over that what do you think is going to it's going to take for inv- investors to take people like you seriously so you know, for me, I'm I'm living the. Um, it's it's really a way of life, uh, and <laughs> I will go probably off subject to anything related to VR. But um, I'm trying to live a, a life where um, I'm trying to get better and to improve on every level. Um, and so I've been trying to develop a kind of little satellite around myself so I can see myself doing things in real time so I can have um, attitude correction or or learning from every experience of learning uh, every second and trying to improve uh, everything and you know there's in life you notice you have some limits of somewhere it could be language it could be attitude uh, it could be a physical limit uh, of your looks or of your physical capacity or of your language or your French accent or, or so on. But uh, that's the French accent, to parenthesis, is left there because people told me to leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> I can make it much worse if, you, if that's pos- very possible. But I could make actually very better. Kind of. <laughs> I love it. Don't ever so, lose it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's well, it's... Um, it's there anyway, but I'm trying to 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 push limits uh, to 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 actually get better and um, and if if you take let's go deeper, but if you take to the the scale of the universe itself uh, in terms of of time and in terms of size, uh, we are so much nothing of nothing and, and in, in every aspect that it's not. I think it's totally non-important to relate to to petty things and to to any you know we, we are here for a very glimpse a very short time and 
and we have to enjoy that as much as possible and i'm trying to and i'm trying to um to be the, to be to be kind of a sunshine i i notice the power of smile uh, that you can really bring sunshine to to people and um i'm i'm not a social person in in a way that i i never talk to um to a group a huge group of person being on a panel being on there but um i take every experience every new thing as a new a challenge as a new experience because it will help me uh, know where my limits are because you know in in life as general you can say you know what in that situation if this happened i will react that way and you don't know until that happens mm -hmm. you can be with your girlfriend and being proud and having do some push-up and having some muscle and being like you know what girl if you have one guy is trying to 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 hassle you and will come with a knife. I will kick his ass. Yeah. And you don't know until that happens. That's maybe, exactly how I talk maybe to Maybe you girlfriend. will shit in your pants. Yeah. Maybe you will run away and leave the girlfriend there. Yeah. Or maybe you will fight to the death. Or maybe you will reason with the guy. Maybe you will whatever. You still don't know until that happens. Mm -hmm. And um, for example, I had a few experiences like that and. And uh, SVVR going on stage for the 10 seconds, the one minute, I was very scared. And I did not know if I was going to be paralyzed and being like, uh, and so, so I'm from France and, uh, uh, and being like this, very uncomfortable. And what I noticed during the line, the, when I was in line, I was, I had that rush of energy. And I was like, this thing was building, building, building up. And I was not feeling like, oh, like, you know, like sweet thing, very or, small and yeah. making myself small. I, I really noticed, oh, I need to move. So I had, I was a little bit moving. I needed to, to be kind of physical to, to release that, that energy. And I see you have a Dragon Ball thing there. So, <laughs> you know, I had that feeling that I had a, a huge power thing around me and I had to, <laughs> to, to get that out. And so when I, when it was my time on stage, it was a big challenge and a test. I was very surprised. I literally jump on stage. Mm -hmm. I jump and I throw the words like la la French la la, and I was very very surprised. And then the people were clapping and, and enjoying that. So I was very surprised of the the, the reaction that I could have. Um, so yeah, it's it's a lot of challenge of trying to to have different experience, different thing, trying to get better yourself. And and so the the issue, I don't have any issue with people ju judging other people like this guy, look at him, he's like dancing, he doesn't look serious. I don't care if people don't think I'm serious because I have a serious content and I have a universe. And it's like, you know, still today when you see VR, uh, most of the people are, oh, you look stupid with your VR headset. No. Oh, you will look stupid and it will make you puke and, and uh, VR will never happen. And when they tried it, and they're like, oh, okay, now I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, it's the same thing. People drag their feet trying my experience. And when they tried it, it's like, oh, now I see what you're doing. I, I get it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I don't care about other people. I'm having there to have fun, to enjoy the people. And people are waiting in line. And I know what it is to wait. So I'm trying not to be the clown around, but to to talk to people, to meet different people, to enrich my life, my experience, having these guys who has different experience, different background and, and learn what are you doing here? How come you're trying my demo? Mm -hmm. What do you think about my demo? What are the things that I can uh, get 
inside myself. So when I have to create something, all this emotion, all this energy will be transformed into nice polygons or nice emotion or a story or a character in game. Like if you say two guys like that, then I can put two guys like that in my game and, and wreck them with some kind of cataclysm or whatever. You know? <laughs> it's okay, I will deal with the thing later. Uh, so it's it's never an issue on the scale of the universe. Nothing has any meaning. We have to be nice with each other. Yeah, I'm I'm a hundred percent with you. I think I here's a here's the thing that keeps me sometimes grounded in the fact that life in time is is this fleeting thing. Yeah. You know, I, I think about this. It, I, I'm 26 years old. If I get no, shot, <laughs> if I get shot, if I get if I get run over by a car, tomorrow's newspaper will read. Um, 26 year old man dies. Yeah. I, I still remember, um, you know, when I like, it, it wasn't that long ago when that newspaper headline would have read 26 year old, you know, 18 year old teen or 16 year old. Like that was, that feels like yesterday to me. And that it, it's, yeah. it's a scary thing to think that just like that, um, it's been 10 years and now, oh, holy shit, I'm 26. What the fuck am I doing with my life? You know, and, and so it scares you yeah, because yes. because every person, you know, we all have this ticking clock. Yes. And we have no idea when that clock is going to run out. Right. Yeah. That That's your that's that. And that's it. You know, yeah. and when you and when you die, you you become the universe. You go back into the void where we came back. We came out of. And, yeah. and so I that shit scares the shit out of me. It's I'm one gonna, of the reasons you, why I'm gonna scare you more. Well, but wait, be, be, but, <laughs> even, but let me show yes. you the, the the boundaries of my fear. Yes, I'm so yes. scared of death that I want to live a, at least a thousand years, if not more. If if I could live, you know, if I could live a billion years, somehow me, I would. I I would really try uh, because I'm. I want to learn everything. I want to know everything. I have this brain that is the most complex biological machine the universe has ever seen that we know of, and I don't feel like I'm really taking advantage of it. I want to be hooked up to transcranial direct current stimulation <laughs> devices and emotive epochs and feel, you know, feel like a a god creating inside this brain. And I don't know. Maybe maybe technology will will get us there. But dude, I am so strict about my diet. I'm like I work out hard. Like like I, it doesn't mean a lot in in some way. But um, uh, you know, like like um, I'm I'm much older than you, <laughs> which which is a an issue and, and not an issue because it's life itself. But time accelerates every year. No, it's fuck. Insane. Saying my like now my weeks feel like days like before. Yeah. So I feel that. so get ready for the ride because everything accelerates. Yeah. It's faster and faster and faster and faster. And um, yeah, what, whatever you do, just enjoy the moment. That's for sure. Yeah. But uh, li living a thousand years, I'm not interested in that. Um, because if I live a thousand years, everybody I love and like will will die before me, and uh, that's not necessarily an enjoyable experience. And I'd rather die uh, after everybody, so nobody feels sad. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, well, that's another thing. Yeah. Uh, but it's—I'm uh, not sure it's—it's it's going to be a good uh, a good thing. I'm still trying to reconcile how I'm going to deal with that. Actually, how I'm going—I'm <laughs> going to have to bury you won't, everyone. There's nothing I know. you can do. Just live by the day. And no, I have figured out. Trust me, clones. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> going to make clones of everyone I know of, so that 
you know, when they run out of juice, I'm just going to print out another clone out of the <laughs> biological 3D printing machine. Um, and that is how I will... I would say interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you don't know this, but I have yeah. already captured some of your DNA and I have it stored oh, in yeah, my freezer. Yeah, so. So uh, when you expire, sir, I will clone you back. I'll see you in 2150, okay? Or probably more than that. But. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, there is, to me, really, uh, it's probably one of the things that keeps me in VR so excited about is like, this is history we're witnessing. And yes. at this point in my life, I can't imagine anything else cooler than to be doing this yes. and to having this i'm i'm so grateful to everyone all those four people that are listening to this all the people that are that that are in this space in this community i'm yes. so thankful because it's um one it's such an open community such passion i've never seen before and it's just this untapped almost untapped energy yes and yeah. if you're oculus if you're sony I'm telling you, you need to tap into this energy that is, it, it's just snowballing and growing. It's like uh, the pieces of a Terminator coming together. And, and, <laughs> and, and we have no idea what this Goliath is going to look like, yeah. but uh, you better, you better tap into it because it's going to, it's going to carry you far. And yeah, I'm just thankful, man. I'm thankful for you to coming on the show. I'm thankful to everyone that Thank is. Thank you listening. for welcoming me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everything. You know, it's little thing that happen little by little. If there was no, no Palmer Lucky, then VR wouldn't be here. If there was no Bruce, then there won't be any any stream and no chat on the side. And yeah. if there was no chat on the side, there was no VR chat. Yeah. And if there was no VR chat, you know, not as VR community with Carl that at one point created that huge SVVR meetup like in May and I knew all the people that I spent a lot of time with in VR would be there and it would be like day zero of VR and next year would be like nobody would be accessible because everything would scale up and the PR bullshit people will be there yeah. and so I wanted to be there to meet my friend and meet everybody there and uh, so there's a lot of little things that happen and uh, uh you know talking about life in general and trying to not get sick and trying to to uh to to survive in some way uh the 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 main role that i found is even if you do work out and if you do a lot of things you can still have a bus running after you or, mm -hmm. or well, over you actually <laughs> after you <laughs> after you that could be a, another type of movie yeah uh, but i mean it's just to keep the eye open yeah. uh, for every opportunity for everything for somebody in the background waving at you or or any any kind of thing it's it's all about the eye for me yeah being there right now and feeling that you are in in that space and that things are happening and things that you are doing can have consequences on you on other people around and you create this then it can create something else and it's it's a pretty interesting process what do you so philosophically speaking like what mm. do you think vr what do you think vr will be a good thing for humanity or do you think it, it can be a bad i mean will it eventually turn into a good thing or will it i mean what do you think it is, is going to happen do you think it's going to become we're going to get trapped all of us inside and we're going to forget this there's a reality and you know or 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 will we make the best out of this technology because for me you know i i want to believe and i I'm, I'm so adamant about utilizing this technology for good i we 
this is what the fuck it's for. It's a tool <laughs> and you and yeah. and it's not and it's and obviously we're humans and we're going to fuck up and we're going to do bad things with it. But I for the most part, I, you know, this is a tool that we have to utilize its strengths to better humanity and take us to the ends of the universe, synthesis universe. Yes, <laughs> um, hopefully. Well, there's there's many things, but the the main critique that I have when I talk to people, I'm doing VR. Uh, people imagine uh, a fat guy or a skinny guy in a chair and mm -hmm. with a, in a in a concrete. A room uh, hooked up to everything mm -hmm. and, and people are telling me you're gonna be so isolated and I'm I'm fighting with not really fighting but uh, arguing with them and telling them you know what it's exactly the opposite I never connected so much with unknown people than in VR because in chat you know we are not uh, Romans so we, we don't know how to type really well where every words can be taken for what they are mm -hmm. you can interpret uh, everything differently um, but with VR you have a feeling for the person and uh, I really tested the thing in VR chat where you actually create bounds with uh, with create links with people and and when you see them in real life you have that feeling of I know that person because I know his behavior and it's the first time you you notice that because for example in VR chat there's a behavior that happens where people are looking at you the position where they're in the way they talk the, all the interaction you can have a really good uh, idea for for the character um, so that's um, that's very interesting in VR how you can really connect to people but of course VR are going to be abused and they are going to have uh, people hillbillies who will be like you know let me show you I have a god inside <laughs> that thing and uh, look at God and people will believe it and we are going to hurt some pretty pretty scary story like every technology I mean you can you can abuse water you can abuse sugar mm -hmm. you can abuse absolutely everything and VR is going to be uh, very very uh, problematic in that in that way that it creates uh, ready memory yeah you, you can know? even abuse oxygen if you hyperventilate <laughs> you can like make yourself faint so yes, yes. <laughs> everything in moderation even moderation yes. itself right yeah, yeah. so yeah you know and I think the thing that is for sure in my mind VR will change us oh yeah it will it will change us I don't know how yeah. it will change us but yeah. that is I'm a hundred percent positive it, it will yeah, and like TV, TV changes, like music changes. Yeah, smartphones changes. Uh, all, all, all the the big big technology are going to reshape uh, the the civilization we're in. That's for sure. Yeah, and it will be so fascinating to see VR converge with other technologies too, because mm. VR is even bigger than VR. It's, it's so much be... human body and, and getting you fully there. Right, and then you got 3D printers, and you have you know carbon nanotubes sometime, and you have you know the biotechnology. Some all of this will converge somehow, and it's going to catapult humanity faster than we've ever been ready for. Do you think humanity is ready for this catapult? Do you think people are ready for VR? We, if You know, if you look at the, the state of the of the planet right now, we are so primitive, so stupid, so violent. Uh, there's just little area where people seem to have a sense of things. Uh, but if you look at the, the map, the map of conflict uh, between the, the the history that we have in record to, to today, there's never been any more conflict than there is today. 
So we are kind of not on a good direction. Uh, so it's possible that VR are going to isolate people from, from other things, mm -hmm. uh, but connect people from other things also. And, um, uh, we, we have a bigger problem than VR, right? <laughs> yeah, well, we have some... But here's the thing. You know, you look at all these problems and... And see, here's the thing. The VR goggles work in two ways. You can look, to me, your VR goggles, you know, when you look at VR through VR colored glasses, yeah. you know, you can look at it two ways. You can look at it from a business perspective or mm. from a social good perspective. Like, you can look at a business as something that's pre-existing and say, how can VR make that better? How can VR be better than Amazon? How can VR be better than Facebook? Or how can VR be better than you know, you name it, whatever. Yeah, than reality. Than reality, right? Yeah. So, in terms of, but in a in a way to make money. But then I also think about how can VR help life on Earth as we know it. And you know, one way could be, you know, uh, simulation training for astronauts, for firemen, for police, yeah. uh, education. Any kind I of mean, learning it's just experience. So many, that's for sure. Exactly, yeah. and therapeutic sort of experiences, and you. Even environmental-wise, like you could have a, a, I think we could have a very significant in impact on the rate of pollution that we're putting out into the world, because literally human beings, we are shitting on the plate we're eating, like that, and there's, 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 which is okay, which is yeah, which is okay until we get like an infection, right, and we die, um, but we. So, so, so this is why I think virtual reality offices, virtual reality universities and schools will be big because you can just stop commuting, just, you know, uh, and then enjoy more your time doing the things that you need to get done and not traveling to places, you know, uh, I think that might help a lot and I'm crossing my fingers. I hope it does. It's going to be quite a future we're, we're walking into, <laughs> yeah. um, I think we're about to close things off. It's it's been a wonderful talk. Do you have any comments? Anything last things you want to say before uh, we start closing things off? It's a good question on the silence. Uh, but uh, yeah, I really enjoyed my time in uh, in San Francisco and and that time in San Francisco and Los Angeles became time in Seattle and in Vancouver and I met um, a lot of different people and I'm I'm very happy to to present Synthesis Universe to new people and trying to to get the community going and um, uh, yeah I, I hope to release content as soon as possible I'm not holding on anything anymore uh, I want to, to survive to get things out there uh, to to welcome you to, to that universe that I'm creating and I hope you everybody will be receptive mm -hmm. um, and I'm so, so happy to to everything that leaded me to to meet all the community and the excitement there is in, in, in that uh, um, industry in a way. But right now it's it's all about the people and, and, and that's so exciting. It's a very, very unique time in the industry where where all the big guys are waiting because it's, uh, it's risky for them. And so we can have people with a real soul, with a real personality that, that shine and say, you know what, I'm going to make something there. I'm going to make VR real. Uh, um, and create something out of that. I like that that you just said that, and I'm sorry if it's going on too far, but too mm. too long. But I like that you said the fact that you are you you are putting your yourself. This is yourself in this virtual world that we are going to experience one day. And 
that is um that is so that is so rare these days you know a, a, a lot of a lot of the reasons why i'm personally somewhat jaded or somewhat uh, uh you know just this disappointed with the games industry is the fact that you have these cash cows mm. and sure you know first person shooters are fun yeah they, they're fun i still play um team fortress 2 uh in vr only and but 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 you know I feel like v- VR and gaming as a medium of telling stories is so much more powerful. It's just, it's like, um, yes. it's like, it's like you have this amazing tool to really transport people into the world that resides inside inside your mind, and you're gonna give me name your generic first person shooter, right? Like, fine, make money, but like. But it's just such a waste to sometimes to see this potential technology, and 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 it's just making, you know, uh, fuck tons of money for for new name, your generic big name company. So so that's why I like you. I like and I like what you're doing because it's it's new, it's fresh, it comes from the heart. It's, it's risky. A, it's labor of love, and <laughs> everything <a> <laughs> worth doing is it's going to take a risk. I I think, yes. and I I'm I'm a hundred percent with you. So how can people keep in touch how can people support you so that you don't stay under so that we don't find you under a, a parisian bridge um and all that good stuff <laughs> it's a nice bridge but <laughs> it's gonna be cold in winter anyway <laughs> but uh well you can follow me on twitter and, and get in, t- in touch with me there uh everywhere i'm not hiding my name anywhere i'm olivier gt everywhere on reddit on via chat on every everything's all around and uh, if you see somebody who, who take my personality and don't have a French accent, you know who it is. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just I'm trying to grow interest. So uh, have more followers on Twitter, if that makes sense. And have a, I have a mailing list on my on my website, which is totally private. Uh, and I release news and, and I want to build uh, that that interest and that numbers Mm -hmm. Uh, because at one point if i have an investor or somebody who say you know what so what's what's your worth Mm -hmm. i say well my worth is my content Mm -hmm. well sure but can you put a number on that uh well i can put number in time of the time i spend on it so can you put a value on that well if i take my salary but it doesn't mean a lot so i eat rice and pasta so in terms of cost you know life can be (laughs) up and down so it doesn't make any sense so these guys at one point they will tell me okay how many followers do you have how many people do you have in your uh, mailing list and that's probably the thing that at one point is going to make a difference and to these days i have around i think two 270 followers on Twitter and the mailing list is um, glorious uh, 30, I guess. But the mailing list is, is pretty new. It's uh, two weeks old. Okay. Well. But uh, yes, there, go there, connect there. Uh, um, everything, every time there's a meetup now in Paris or anywhere, I, I try to go and, and be unconnected with people. And and if you have any question, you know, regarding 3D, regarding VR, or trying to do anything in that kind of content, I'm very easy to access. You can Skype me, you can chat with me, and I'd be very happy to guide you through through VR or through 3D. Um, there is not much to say, but thank you. I mean, I'm, I'm really thankful for your time and thankful for the leap of faith that you're taking on behalf of other people that don't have the balls to do it. Um, and 
I, again, please follow him, uh, get in touch with him, do all the things so that we can make sure he doesn't end up uh, waitering in a <laughs> Parisian cafe. Um, Olivier JT, you have been a true scholar and gentleman of virtual reality. Thanks again for your time. Thank you so much.